Thanks for being a part of In the Trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. As always, we have a very, very special guest. And this is the tight end coach, James Casey, with the Cincinnati Bengals. Played the position in college at Rice, set four NCAA records that still stand at the tight end position. He knows of what he speaks. He develops his players. His players respect him, trust him. And uh, the tight end position in this year's draft is very, very deep. A lot of the experts are saying 10 tight ends will be going in the first two days of the draft. And maybe more. See what Coach Casey has to say about these guys. It's going to be very, very interesting to hear his opinion. I think you're going to enjoy it. We appreciate you joining us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics, as always, coming from our outstanding studios. And as always, we have quality guests and none more quality guests than this guy. Tight ends coach, James Casey for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll tell you what, I don't know very many people that were selected in two professional sports, but this guy was. Three years with the Chicago White Sox organization, decides to focus on football, and then gets drafted into the National Football League, plays seven years in the NFL as a tight end, plays a little fullback as well. Just a great athlete. And one thing, Coach, that is universal, every tight end that I've talked to who plays for the Cincinnati Bengals, under your guidance as a tight end coach, they cannot be more effusive in their praise of how you help them grow, not only as football players, but as people. I mean, they get a high level of respect for you, Coach. Dave, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you having me on. And yeah, I was fortunate to, you know, be athletic at a younger age and play the different sports. And very fortunate to be here in Cincinnati coaching and just trying to stay in, you know, sports as long as I can because I love sports and a lot of other things going on out there. But to me, football is one of the greatest things around. And it's a, you know, blessing for me to be around these tight ends. And, you know, fortunately for me, I've had great guys in the room and great, you know, that they care and they work hard and they're tough and they, they want to be great and I talk to them all the time about it. that's that's my job as a tight end coach it's you know to try to give you tools and help you as much as possible like you know nobody's rooting for you guys more nobody's rooting for the tight ends more than I am each time when they're right. out. I, I want right. them to be successful because that's my job so I'm trying to do everything I can to to give them the tools to be successful yeah I mean you develop them I mean there, there's no question every tight end that comes here is a better tight end for coming here and and being under your guidance what, what coach can you point to during the course of your career that was somebody that you try to emulate that maybe developed you and gave you the tools that you talk about that maybe, you know, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pay this forward. I'm going to pass this on to the generation of tight ends that I'm going to be working with. Is there a guy, is there more than one guy? Yeah, there's a bunch of guys. I mean, it's, there's all, you know, throughout my career in college and playing in, in, in the NFL. And that's, that's the main reason why I wanted to coach because I was looking around after I was realizing my, my playing career was going to be done that, kind of thinking through what I wanted to do and thought about all different things and, you know, being a lawyer or all this stuff. And I, you know, it finally came to my senses and said, I know, I know I love football and I've had a lot of great coaches around me and that because you, you can make an impact with guys. So, you know, it's, it's, you know, like Gary Kubiak was a big one. I was, I, I was under him for you know five years and Chip Kelly and all my position coaches that I had. And, you know, Brian Perriani was a position coach that I had for a while, Justin Peel. And it was, it's not just one guy. It was more, more just like, you know, seeing all the 
all the guys that I've been around coaching wise. And even back in college when I had you know, David Bailiff and Tom Herman, just you're able to, as a coach, you're able to like speak to so many different people. And, and we're around these players so much that I always look at it as I'm with the tight ends for more than my family during the season. So, you know, it's, it'd be a shame for me to just strictly just only be, you know, yelling at them about football stuff all the time. It's more of a relationship type deal where I'm trying to help them in football. But we're also talking about, you know, life and trying to get to know each other because I, I, I'm a believer that if you, you know that your coach really cares about you, you're going to you know, play even better and play even harder. I'll tell you, there was no better example of that than watching you and Hayden Hurst develop a relationship at training camp last year. And it started before training camp, obviously, but when we got to see you on a, everybody on a day-to-day basis at training camp, it seemed like after every snap, I mean, you guys were, oh, you were right there, right right by each other's side, you know. Um, he, he was looking for feedback. He was looking for your opinion on everything. And and like you said, probably not all the time. It wasn't, wasn't football 24-7, but you guys seemed to create a very strong bond right away, didn't you? Absolutely. Hayden was was awesome for us last year. And, you know, I know going into free agency this year, that's above, you know, as they say, above my pay grade, that's, but there's a lot of other factors that go on, but he was, he was fantastic. And it's, you know, I look at it like in tight end in particular, just that's all, that's all I do. I'm in the tight end world, but it's, it is, I'm biased of course, cause that's my world. I'm tight end all day, every day, but it, you, you got to kind of be a little different tight end wise with the bond that you, with, that you get like you're talking about, cause it's, it's really hard job. You don't get a lot of credit. Nobody really notices a lot of the little things that you're doing in the run game and then pass protection and all the routes you're running that maybe you're not getting the ball, but it's critical. You, you know, you, you grab the safety. So, you know, Jamar can, can catch the ball or whatever the route is. So you got to kind of have that to me. It's like, you, it, you got to have that. It's a real special bond within our room because we're really the only ones that know all the things that go into, you know, have, all the things that go into us having to do to be really good, all the little things, the practice and the tough and the, you know, you have to be really smart. So we get, you know, like you, you see the tight end university that they do in the off season. And right. like, so that's to me, that, that kind of came, came to fruition because there's just only the tight ends that are doing it and really understand it. They have like a special bond of how hard it is, the job they got to do. Your room coach, uh, they're, all involved in free agency. I mean, you got Hayden Hurst is a free agent. Drew Sample is uh, an unrestricted free agent as well. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox is a restricted free agent. So, I mean, your your guys are you guys at this point are all out there. It doesn't mean that um, you know none of them will return, or maybe more than one will return. Whatever the case may be, like the future's unknown there. But how crazy is it to be have that kind of uncertainty within your position? Yeah, it's it's the tough you know part of the job is when you you around these guys so much and you guys get to know each other. We get to know each other so well. Sometimes it's for many years. And, you know, like I've been with Drew for four years. So you, you're getting to really know him and then it becomes free agency time and it, then it's kind of out of your hands. But it's just it's also just the nature of the job. Like, you know, I'm trying to I'm rooting for all those guys. And, you know, I hope I will always want all my guys to be able to stick around forever. But that's, you know, in the in the big picture, it's it's hard to do because the there gets money involved and all the other stuff that's out of my control, but that's what, you know, it's just the nature of it. And I'm, I kind of try not to even, you know, think about that stuff too much. Cause it's not, I don't have a lot of control in it, but that's like the first day on the job when I, in 2019, we had, it was, it was a similar situation where like Eifert was a free agent. Tyler Croft was a free agent. Uzama was a free agent. So I was coming into a room where 
basically everybody was free agent, you know, right. so I was, you know, but it, it ended up working out where we got, you know, we got, we got guys and they, they played well and it's the, it's the same boat. So I'm just, I'm trying to do everything I can on my part to, you know, evaluate everybody. And, you know, when, it, when the, the upstairs, Mr. Brown or Duke or Zach, if they ask me about any of the guys, I have a strong opinion about each guy, but I'm also just whenever, whenever I get in my room, whoever the guys are, like, I'm just going to, do everything I can to make them the best possible players they can be. I know you got three buckets you're going to be working with. You know, you get your own guys, the three we're talking about. You know all them uh, better than anybody, obviously, in the organization. The relationship you have with your, those three tight ends we've talked about. You have veteran tight ends that are out there in free agency that you're probably evaluating now and, and seeing uh, what type of players and things they can and can't do. And then you got the, the, uh, the draft, the college players. And, and the tight end position in this year's draft, I mean, the quote experts are saying, you know, there could be as many as 10 tight ends drafted in the first uh, in the first two days, you know, the first couple rounds, maybe th- three rounds. What, what uh, first two days, three rounds, first, second, and third round. It might even be more than that. What your, your knee-jerk reaction to the depth of the tight end position coming out of college this year, what do you think overall as a group? Is it as good as people are saying? I agree. Yeah, I think it's a really good group, and it's been it's been fun to to watch them. You know, you each year you watch all the college guys, and I'm fortunate here in Cincinnati because we we you know we have more of a role in like watching all the guys in college, and it's it's always fun for me to watch the college film too, and just to see it's it's fun for me too this year like to see that the you know there was years you know like last year wasn't as, as a great year, and you get you know you're I'm tight end guy, I play tight end, coach tight end, so I want the tight ends to be really good and want it to keep you know, being a big part of NFL offenses, which I think it, it needs to be, and it, it's going to be, but it's fun watching how many, how many there are out there this year that are, they're really talented, you know, and, and good people. You know, we go to the combine, you get to, you get to talk to a lot of the guys and kind of get to see their character, see their background. And there's a lot of them that are just, that are solid people too. And it's, it's almost kind of inherent in being a good tight end is you got to kind of, you, cause you got to be tough. You got to be smart. You got to be unselfish. You got to be personal. See, so you, you, most of the time you, you do need to be a, a certain type of person to be good at it but i agree that this year there's i mean it's it's making it tough on me to evaluate them because there's so many of them that are you know they come in all shapes and sizes and all that and you're watching them and you know some of them are good at this some are good at that but they're overall they're there's a lot of them they got a lot of potential but you and as you know playing in the nfl like the tight end position as a rookie it's it's tough regardless it's 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 a hard job to to get to get you know, on track that first year, your rookie year of the speed of the game, understanding the difference, you know, picking up the offense, you got to pick up special teams, you got to learn all those things, and you got to be able to, like, you're going against these freak defensive ends, so you got to start, you know, you got to get better at your leverage, and there's a lot to know, a lot of nuance, a lot of things going on in time position, so it's it's hard to, to draft one and then just count them to be like a star right away. A lot of times you got to develop them a little bit, so that's another part of the the draft process is trying to see, you know, where these guys, where you think these guys will be, you know, down the road as well. So of, of the intangibles that you spoke of, you know, in, in the interview process is, is probably as vitally important as any of it um, at the combine. Cause these guys are all physical freaks. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. The size speed ratio of players in the NFL today and, and at the tight end position is crazy. I mean, if you're six, three now, you're you're a little guy. You're you're a little tight end. There's six five, six six, even six seven tight ends. Six seven, two seventy. It's like what? And and can run and move. And it's like oh my god, it's it's crazy. But when you're other than the physical aspects of it, we'll talk about obviously. But 
what, what is the, the intangible um, that, that you're looking for in terms of helping uh, that overall team chemistry? You guys have done such a great job of building so far. Yeah, that's a that's a critical aspect to me. And it gets, you know, it gets lost sometimes. And even when you're in college and recruiting high school kids and you're in and especially professionally recruiting, you know, not recruiting, but scouting college players is that you can see the film, you can see the 40 yard dash and the size and the measurables. And, you know, that, those things matter. They're they're important because it, it does make a difference if you're six, three and you got short arms trying to block a long defensive end as opposed to a taller guy. But they're also the other the other things are critical. Like you can watch the film and you you know, most of mine is is based off of watching the film, see how he is as a player, how tough is he, how does he finish, how aggressive is he, his technique, obviously, catching the ball. And then just you know, a big, big aspect of tight ends, um, to me, and I and I think this is true, is is what kind of like person is he? Like you, you gotta be intelligent to play tight end. You know, besides quarterback, we gotta know more than everybody else. So you really gotta be you gotta have some intelligence, like. I know that, you know, the fans that watch on, on TV, you know, on TV, you're at the game, you see the plays, but there's a lot going into each play, as you're aware of, especially at the tight end position. So they got to be intelligent. So you, you kind of, you know, try to gauge how smart they are. And then toughness, you know, like toughness and like aggressive mindset, because, you know, it's, it's hard to, if you don't, if the guy's not tough and you don't have that kind of killer instinct and aggression, that's the hardest part as a coach to try to get that out of the guys and try to make them their best self and get the best out of them. If they just don't have it in their nature to be aggressive and have that killer instinct on the field, not just get in the way as a blocker, but you're really trying to get after that guy and trying to embarrass that guy. It's almost like a fight every play, not, not literally, but it's, it's, you know, as an offensive lineman, I mean, it's, it's every play is basically a fight. You're just, you're not taking it to punches, but you need to be ready to do that. You need to be willing to do that. And if you're not, you're probably not going to be very good. <laughs> no, that's very true. I mean, you know the tight end position. You're you're right. It's 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 um, they have to have a serious aptitude for the game of football. And, and there's been a lot of examples of the bigger bodied quarterbacks that um, it doesn't work out necessarily at the quarterback position. There's somebody a little more talented, or whatever, and they play them at the tight end position. There's seen multiple examples of it, and maybe one of the greatest now is Travis Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey was a quarterback, you know, and goes to UC and converts to the tight end position and, and look at him, look at what he's doing. I mean, do you think that that's um, a, a vital piece of, of his uh, makes him a great player and some of these tight ends that have been great over the years that, that, that have played the quarterback position, they see the game through a quarterback's eyes playing tight end. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a big, big part. And that's one of the funnest things about the draft and about the combine and pro days and getting to know these guys is, most of these tight ends have a unique story. Like it, most of the times it's not them being a tight end in high school and then getting recruited to a big college to play tight end and then just playing tight end forever. Most of the time it's guys that play quarterback or this year there's guys that there's most, there's at least two or three of these guys that only played one year of high school football. They're basketball players. Right. And then they play their senior year of high school. Then they, they get, they get recruited to go to some college and then they kind of just, you know, turn into a really good tight end. There's, you know, there's a guy, one of the guys played like nine man football in high school and he was like a running back. And then he got to college and he moved to tight end. And almost all of them have stories like that. And it is important to me, like, and I like those type of guys that come from quarterback or, you know, or even like a defensive end slash receiver in high school because they, they're showing the toughness, but also the athleticism. And because it, it's just those guys that they want the ball in their hands and they want to be a, you know, big part of it. And in high school, when you're the quarterback, you know, that you, you're a certain usually you're a certain type of of young man in high school if you're the quarterback that everybody counts on. So you're you're a guy that people trust. 
I've got a uh, an affinity for uh, tight ends that played uh, basketball. I got a kid brother who uh, was all state in both sports when he was in high school. He was a all state tight end and all state basketball player. He chose to play basketball in college. And my brother Roger at University of Maine and great career. He's like second all time leading scorer when he graduated out of Maine. He gets drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA and uh, doesn't work out and he ends up going back to play uh, a year of college football to finish his degree and everything, change majors and plays football. And uh, Coach Bicknell, Bob Bicknell was the head coach at Maine. He's like, you know, dude, you're the best tight end on campus. He has a great year. He gets drafted by the Buffalo Bills in the seventh round. So, I mean, and, and I, I can understand that the uh, there's some carryover to what you're doing on a basketball court in terms of bodying people up and all that sort of thing, what you're doing as a tight end and route running, then eye-hand coordination, having good hands, catching the ball, it's all big, isn't it? Yeah, basketball is, is big because it's it's like – I look at basketball like especially NBA level or, or elite college, those those are like the freaks of the freaks, athletes, because they're, right. they're tall, fast, athletic, great movement skills. Like So that that is – it does help a ton. Like my kids, my, my own personal kids, they played basketball this year, so I, I was – it was fun watching them, and I know it's, it's just so good for for athleticism. And then – the counter to that is that, you know, like some some people will say, well, why don't you just go look at these really freaky uh, basketball players in college that don't go to the NBA or whatever? And then why don't you go get those guys to play tight end? Well, that can work, but they, it's got, they're going to have to have that that mindset and that kind of killer instinct and being tough and because it's going to take a long time for them to learn the technique. There's right. way more going into blocking than just, you know, running in there and trying to hit the defensive end. you got to have feet, technique, balance, leverage understanding angles like there's a lot of little nuanced stuff to it so some of those guys end up being good at football but a lot of them don't just because it's there's so much mental stuff that get that goes into you know being a football player what you do at tight end you need to be able you can't just grab anybody that hadn't played tight end and expect them to be good at tight end it takes time a lot of time and you you know in the nfl you you don't have a lot of you know you don't have a lot of time just to sit there and develop guys forever they got to be able to go out there and play and help you win games Let's uh, let's hit on a, a few of these tight ends, um, coach, and, and just maybe maybe highlight their predominant uh, skill set. You know what what makes them special a little bit. Let's let's hit a few of these guys. And I know you're in the early stages. I mean, the combine just happened. This is the very early stages of uh, of, of evaluating uh, guys at this position. But boy, there are so many of them. A uh, kid out of Utah. Dalton Kincaid, he, he's the basketball player. He won an AAU national championship, as I recall. He was on that kind of a of a, uh, of a basketball team, and he's a really, really uh, good player. 6'4", pushing 245, 250 out of Utah. Um, he seems to be a tremendous receiver of the football, obviously. Is, is, that, is that his biggest thing? Hey, Dave Lapham here to tell you about one of Cincinnati's fastest-growing companies, First Star Logistics. They're currently drafting freight brokers to join their sales team. Apply at FirstStarLogistics.com. Yeah, Dalton uh, Kincaid at Utah is a, you know, he's a he's a real you know intriguing prospect because he he's a you talked about he only played one year of high school football. He was a basketball player. He went to. University of San Diego first and then transferred to Utah. So he's got a unique background, but just watching the film of him, I remember watching him uh, on a Saturday night before we played somebody this this past year and against USC, it happened to be the USC game when he had like 16 catches or something. Just watching <laughs> just watching as a fan on TV, I was like, man, that guy looks, looks 
good. I didn't know what year he was or anything like that because, you, you know, we're focused on winning games. We're not getting into the scouting until it becomes right. to the top. But, right. yeah, he's dynamic. I mean, he can run and catch. He's got great ball skills, like really good hands. Those guys are hard to find. And then, you know, he also does enough as a blocker that gets you, you know, intrigued as him, like his development, being a guy that, you know, he's not really big enough that you're going to put it at the point of attack on duo a bunch. But he, he seems to have the attitude when you watch the film and talking to him that he's willing to do it and he'll get better as he gets bigger and stronger and older. So, he's yeah, he's a very, you know, intriguing prospect that, you know, I'm sure whoever drafts him is going to be, you know, excited. And But it's a lot of them, it is all, it's, you know, there's a lot of these just big picture wise, a lot of these, the draft situation where you draft a guy and you get, he gets in that, you know, a lot of it is, is, you know, how is he going to handle getting to the NFL locker room? How is he going to handle picking up the offense? How is he going to be handle like playing through injuries and being tough? And so some of these guys are talented, but it's, you know, it depends on, you know, the, a lot of the other factors about how good they're going to be in their career. Another one, uh, Michael Meyer. I remember him at Covcath in high school. I mean, he was a hell of a basketball player in high school as well as football player. Goes to Notre Dame and had a great career up at Notre Dame. I mean, he seems to be a complete tight end. What's your what's your thought on Michael Meyer? Michael is, uh, I mean, he is a impressive young man. It's just his makeup, like what kind of person he is. He's a very confident person, but not, you know, like cocky. He's, you know, when, he, when he's speaking, he sounds like he's, you know, 30 years old. And I know he's from right down the street from here. Yeah. Which is, which is big. So he knows about the area and all that, all those things. And he's a, you know, he's like a, probably the most polished, like prospect coming out because he, you know, he's, he was at Notre Dame. He's played a whole bunch of football. He's had a whole bunch of catches, a whole bunch of, you know, practice of blocking and in games. And he's, he's a, and he's got good size and strength and toughness. So he's kind of, he's one of those guys when you're, when you're scouting and you're, some of them got, you got question marks on, you want to find out more about their, their character. He's one that's, you know, like he checks all the boxes, you know, outside of football. So it's strictly for him. It's just about his, you know, where, where do you see that he fits in the draft? And that's, you know, the, ups, the upstairs with Duke Tobin and Mr. Brown and Zach. Where do you see that he fit? And then how does he fit in our offense? But he's he's kind of the complete package. He's he's uh, he's got all the intangibles, smart, tough, and runs good enough for his size. So and he's one of those guys when you watch like tight end until you watch some of these guys and you're like, this guy's probably going to play in the NFL for a long time and have a really good career. I mean, how great it's going to be is, you know, what situation is he get in and and you know how how does he how does he handle the the other stuff, but. He's a guy that's probably going to play in the NFL for a long time. You know, I know these guys, when they start researching you a little bit, they'll see that I think you still have four NCAA tight end records that you set when you're in college. I think it's, I think four of them still stand. So mm -hmm. they'll know, you know, of what you speak, man. It's like I'm being coached by a guy that played at a high, high level, and that gives you instantaneous credibility. There's no, no question about that, no doubt about it. Uh, Luke Musgrave, 6'6", 250 out of Oregon State. What, what's uh, what's his his main asset? He's a another way. He's got great size and length, and he runs really well. He's extremely athletic, you know, run and catch guy. He's another dynamic pass catching guy that you 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 know he's got a chance to if he puts it all together with the blocking and he understands you know the, the intelligence with understanding the offense and. He, he's got a chance to be a, a really good player too, but he's kind of, he's a little bit more of a, you know, of a projection where you, you may, you know, wherever he gets drafted at, you're, you're hoping he kind of 
because he hasn't shown all of it on film with the blocking and the consistency, and, you know, and staying healthy. He's had some injuries, right. but he's got all the all the ability to be a to be a really good one. And he's unique backstory too. His his uh, uncle is Bill Musgrave, his yeah. quarterbacks coach for a long time, and he was like a skier in high school, and so he's he played like four different sports, and he's been around it in his family. So he's he's another one that's got a lot of a lot of potential. And he's got the size and the speed and that, you know, he catches the ball well down the field target. So he's a really intriguing guy, but with some question marks too. So you get, you know, that those are the, all of them got little question marks too. Right. Right. Darnell Washington, you talk about imposing He's six, seven ish, 270 pounds in that range out of Georgia. Um, he made that one-handed catch that kind of finished off the tight end day at the combine. I mean, that was just enough. He plucked that bad boy like he was grabbing a grapefruit or something, man. Big old man. What, what about Darnell? Darnell is, is he's fun to watch, like just at the combine, because most of most of the guys like that that look like him and have the athletic ability like him and the size and speed. Most of those guys are playing defensive end because that you know they they however it works out through high school or college they end up putting those guys at defensive end to rush the passer. Yeah. So you don't get a lot of those type of athletes at the tight end position. That's what's exciting about him. He's he's got the size. He's strong. He's fast. As you know, it was surprising he ran as fast as he did at the combine because that's you know like incredible. Like that he's the size that he is to be able to run that speed, and his short shuttles were real fast as well. Like so, he's got quickness to him as well. And so he, you know, he's he's a really intriguing guy with his size. The the, the negative he's not like real sudden. Like he doesn't have like a ton of quickness where tight ends is a lot of, a lot of the stuff you got to be, you know, quickness is almost more important than your speed on right. some of the stuff, the underneath routes and change of direction and just blocking, like blocking a zone scheme where you got to be able to, you know, take that angle to, you know, capture the outside armpit and you got to kind of, you got to be hauling off the ball to get to it, but he's got it in and he shows it with the short shuttles and stuff. So he's, and he's coming from Georgia and, you know, he's got another interesting background and it'd be, you know, I'm, I'm, Excited to whether if, he, if we draft him or whoever drafts him, I'm really excited to see what he does in his career. So how about uh, another guy, Sam Laporta, 6'3", 245 out of Iowa. Uh, Iowa, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. I mean, they've had some tight ends come out of Iowa. Is this guy cut from that cloth? He appears to be. I mean, he ran four, five, nine at the combine. So, he, you know, it's hard to tell sometimes on film. You can see him running, but – and then he, he puts that 40 time up. So, you know, it's verified that he's, he's got speed to him and he was, and some of them too, like when you're, and coming from Iowa is a, is a big, you know, plus for him because the history of those guys producing great NFL tight ends and, and it, within his offense, they run a, a lot of the schemes that NFL teams run with wide zone and they run some, you know, duo where they're putting the tight end at the point of attack. So, you know, he's like familiar with all the different run concepts and blocking, um, responsibilities he had a limited kind of route tree in college where he wasn't running all the you know the the type of routes that we'll be asking him to do so it's those are a little you know you got to kind of evaluate them off of the the routes that he runs at the combine and just seeing the ones that he, he does in college where he's you know running maybe like a basic or something which he didn't do a ton of but we, we would be asking him to do but yeah he's 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 got all the all the makings to be a good one he's not very big which is it does matter you know when you're when you're six three, and as opposed right. to six four, six five, when you're going right. against these long defensive ends like, you know, Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt, and if you're if you don't have like a lot of length to you, it, you know, you better have some strong hands to be able to get into them quick. 
so that's a little negative to him. But he's, you know, he's another one. It's he's and just as a person, he's a, you know, confident guy. Like speaks loud. Like not, not a. He's got a lot of. He's not insecure at all. Like he's he's a he's another one. I mean, we're talking about all these guys, which is really rare. Like most of the time, it's not like this as tight ends when you're talking about them. Like this one, like right. all these guys you mentioned so far, have got the ability, you know, to be a, a really good player in the NFL, and it's gonna be fun to watch him. What about uh, Tucker Craft, 6'5", mid-250s, South Dakota State? Yeah, he's uh, – you know, like he, he's – he is like a really, really confident guy. He's yeah. fun to talk to because he's, he's a different type of person in a good way. Like I love guys like that that are yeah. – they're tough, they're smart, they, they, know, they, they know what they're talking about, they're not shy about it. He's, uh, he's the guy that played nine-man football in, in uh, high school and he was, he was a running back. He was like a Derrick Henry of nine-man football in high school just – I think he ran for over a thousand yards and then he got to you know got to college and he's got all the makings to be to have another to to have the ability to be a good one he's he's big he's strong he runs well you know they, and they you know because these guys ran so fast i think there's like nine or ten of them that ran under four seven which is which was unique so he doesn't get you know but the, his ability to run as fast i think he ran a four six nine with his size that's very impressive yeah so he's a He's another very intriguing guy. And don't don't tell him that he's from a smaller school and that, that hurts the <laughs> right. evaluation. That that really pisses him off. But I like that about it. <laughs> How about uh out of UC, Josh Wiley, 6'6, 250? Yeah, there's you know, UC had two of them at the at yeah. the combine, which and then and Michael Mayer being from right down the road. So we got in this area in Cincinnati, I mean there's like three of these guys that are that were like some of the best in the in the country, which is right. and Wiley's He's a intriguing guy as well. He's he's long, he runs well, catches the ball well. He's he kind of fits in the mold of the the Musgrave guy too, where he's got to kind of because he's so long and lean and ran, ran ran runs and catches well. But the tight end position that's critical. But they also got to be able to you know block and understand all the run scheme stuff. And so he's the same thing. He's got he's got the ability to be a, a really good one. And, and it'll it'll be a lot for some of these guys. It's going to be kind of how fast are they going to develop whenever they get on, whatever NFL team they get on. So what about this uh, kid out of Miami, Florida, uh, Will Mallory? What is 6'5", 245, 250? What do you think about him? He's, you know, he's just watching him run that 40 and just watching him at the combine moving around. Like, you can tell, like, he's a – I think he was, like, a, a track guy in high school. Like, like, I think he ran, like, a really good 110 hurdle times in high school. Not that that's, a, you know, like – end all be all but you can tell when you watch him run the 40 like he's got some he knows how to run technique wise and he's got some first to him yeah. and he kind of gets overlooked because all these other guys but i think he's a he's got a chance to be a good one too he's you know he's a great guy to talk to you can tell he's smart you can tell that miami trusted him they could put him in all different spots and he was intelligent enough to know it all he's got he's got football in his background too like his, his dad is a coach his i think his uncle was a coach and that's another thing that kind of popped out this year is a couple of these guys that are that are good looking players. They also had like parents that were coaching or it was in their family. So they kind of been around it and they understand it. So they especially tight end wise, they understand all the things that it takes to be good. I'm excited about that guy too. There's another one like all these guys. I'm excited just to see how they how they do. It's good yeah. for the position. It's good for the brand. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, there's a dozen. What about uh Brenton Strange out of Penn State, six four, two fifty three? Yeah, he's solid. I mean, he's yeah, 
he played a lot of football at Penn State. He's, you know, he's got real, real good quickness. You know, he, he may not have like the long speed. He ran like a four seven, so he, he can run, but he's, he's a little bit because he's kind of a compact guy. So when I watch him, it's a little bit like myself a little bit. Like I'm, I was six three and I didn't have very long arms, so it was always a negative on me. But because I was able to like show that I could block, that I don't put that as a huge negative as long as they got right. the, a good mindset. And he, he was at Penn State, played a long time, like, you know, really good player. And he's not got like, he doesn't have like some, anything like jumps off at you with like speed or size or anything like that, but he's solid. And, yeah. and solid guys that you can trust can play a long time. Little explosion to him. I saw he had a 36 inch vertical. I mean, that, that's, that's, I mean, that's yeah, that's not bad. And then another kid out of the Big Ten, uh, out of Michigan, Luke uh, Schoonmaker, 6'5", 250, big old tight end. Yeah, he's 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 kind of in that strange mode too. I mean, they're 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 all good, which is it's it's a it's really a challenge for me this year because there's so many of these guys that are good to try to like you know, and nobody has got the perfect answers. You know, some of it's like right. you're kind of talking to them, you're seeing the film, you're kind of like you're projecting what you think these guys will be. And so I got to really spend a lot of time this year, like really getting a good idea of how I feel about all these guys. But Shoemaker is, he's got a burst to him. I mean, he runs really well. He's got good size. He's from Michigan, you know, so you know Harbaugh is going to make sure he can, he can block. And he's kind of an all around, like just solid player with good speed, catches the ball well. He's got the ability after the catch to to, to turn a five yard, you know, stick route into to 10, 15 yard, make, breaking tackles, getting up the field. He's very intriguing. Like he's he's one of those guys that probably play for a play for a long time and be a, a good player. So I mean, we're talking, and there the list goes on and on. I mean, it, it it's a crazy list of tight ends, but um, you know, we went through about a dozen there, and and have haven't exhausted guys that could go, you know, in the top five rounds. I mean, it's it I, a lot of a lot of people saying a good number of these guys are going to be gone by, you know, third round, but. You think it, it seems like with this number of players, you can still get a quality guy in the third, fourth round, fifth round, even. Yeah, it's there's it's so impressive with how many of them there are that are like good, you know, instead of, you know, it's not, you know, sometimes you have it years where you have like, you know, two or three of them that you feel really good, really good about in the second, third round. And then you don't feel the next one may not, you don't feel good about it until like the fourth, fifth round or, or right. you know, later. And, and it's within the draft too. It's, it's, that like we've been talking this is kind of like my world the last you know couple of weeks and up until the draft would be like watching all these guys and evaluating them and kind of feel you know getting my you know my personal opinion of where i think you know they would how they would fit us and what potential round they should be but then the other factors are you you know we also got all these other positions you know you know defensive back whatever it is running back you know offensive line so some, sometimes it's you get everybody you know graded out of how you see them where you think they they it would it would make sense for us to draft them, or where you think they deserve to be drafted at, and then it comes down to the round, and it's our pick, and then that's that's when it's out of kind of out of my hands, where it's you know maybe we have a tight end graded here, but we have this you know lineman, defense lineman, offense lineman that we had graded higher, and he's still available, and we can't pass up him because he's really good. So it's 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 kind of it's just depends on how the draft plays out where. And, you know, it depends on how free agency plays out, too, with with the, you know, how much, you know, we're emphasis we're putting on um, tying in the draft, which is, I have no idea, it's out of my 
out of my hands. And right. I'm just selfishly, I just when we get into the draft, I'm just hoping that one that we really like, not just me, like you know, everybody upstairs really likes, is you know, falls down to wherever our pick is at and everybody likes him and then because I would love an opportunity to get a younger one to to get in here to help, you know, like mold a young, you know, young one that's got a chance to be really, really good. So I can, you know, start from start from the beginning, which I was I had sample was the only one I've had from like the beginning. And right. I was, you know, it really sucks for him to get hurt like this this year because then people kind of just for, forget about it. But, you know, I think he's, you know, solid player. I think he was only he was going to have a great year. And I think he's still got some good football ahead of him. And, and but, it, you know, we haven't drafted one in a couple of years. So if we get a younger one, I'll be, you know, I'll be excited. Just hopefully it's the right one, which I'm sure, you know, everybody upstairs is going to make sure it's the right one that we get. If we do draft one, like you mentioned, uh, the combine, then the pro days, you're going to be hitting the road, you know, uh, doing further deep dive into these guys. And all I can say, coach, is whatever bucket it is, retaining whoever it is of ours or veteran free agent from another football team or one of these young guys, like you said, at least give you one young guy to, to uh, develop and grow. Um, that young man's going to be very fortunate, as are all the veteran players that are in your room with you leading the way at the tight end position. Uh, Bengals are yeah. very fortunate to have you, man. Yeah. Well, th and also just, I don't, I'd be remiss not to talk about the guys that I have too, that they're that coming back that I'm excited about with Wilcox is a restricted free agent. And I'm extremely proud of kind of what he's done. Yeah. You know, yep. he was in year three, he was undrafted guy. And, uh, you know, if you, you put the film on, on him this last year, play a lot of football. And I think that, you know, the, around the league, they, they'd probably be impressed with how he played being tough and, and made some big blocks for us, big plays for us. And then Devin Asiasi is going into year four. I, I, you know, I'm excited to see him through an off season because we got him when the season started. So it's hard to, you can't really evaluate your own guys during the season. You're just getting ready for the games with the game plan, right. but see him through OTAs and see him through, you know, mini camps and training camp. And then the two guys that we had on practice squad this year are not just, they're not, by any stretch, just throwaway guys. Practically, these guys are legit guys. Nick Bowers, he's in. You know, I think he's going to year four. He's played football for the for the Raiders, and we got him right at the beginning of the year. So we weren't we didn't get to see him through the offseason. And then Tanner Hudson, guy we got later in the year, is on the roster, and he's he's. I think he's going to you know surprise a lot of people when you see him in OTAs and training camp, and you can see him run around and catch the ball. I mean, he's he's a really good athlete. So I, you know, as we do have some free agents and. And all those things, but I'm also feel really good about the guys that are in the room right now. And hopefully, we can add some pieces to it, and, and I can, you know, we can really do our part during the season of making sure we're, you know, helping us win a lot of football games and getting us over that hump. Well, I think you coach one of the most unique positions in sports, not just football. I mean, man, you have to be, you have to block like a tackle and run routes and catch like a wideout. Man, that's 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 a tall order, you know. I mean, that's a that's a heck of a Heck of a responsibility at the tight end position, and uh, you teach it, coach it so well. And Bengals are very fortunate to have you. And appreciate your time, coach. You gave us some pretty good, uh, pretty good information on some of these guys. And hopefully, the Bengals get one that you want. I appreciate the heck out of it, Dave. Thanks for having me on. And you can, you can, you want to talk tight ends? I'm always available to talk tight ends. I'm on my own little world a lot of the times, but I always <laughs> love talking tight ends. You're the man, coach. Have a great day. Thank you, Dave. Take care. You too. Dave Lapham here, and every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football. 
As a player, I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team.